I believe Hallmark treats people right. We've got a couple really good leasing agents. We've got a maintenance staff that every Tuesday are at a maintenance meeting or where they're going and what they're doing for the week, well as a leasing meeting. We, you know, I was worried about this COVID and, and collections and how we're going to help people or how deep are our pockets and they're paying. So knock on wood, everything seems to be going great. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hello, and welcome to the Get Real Podcast. This is Heather Marchant, and I am taking over the podcast again because on my travels, I have um, met with one of our favorite builders that we've ever worked with, Rocky Clark with R&R Construction. Welcome, Rocky. How are you doing today? <laughs> Rocky is a favorite in our office, and we've worked together for, we've decided it's been well over 15 years, and Rocky's in high demand, so it never never changes. Rocky, always busy, right? Yeah, very busy <laughs> around here. I'm, I'm just lucky he gave me a little bit of his time because I told him his story is super cool and I thought it would be a good perspective for a lot of our clients, but also client, I have a lot of clients that follow this podcast, but also a lot of people that are looking at new construction versus rehab properties. Rocky does all new construction. You've done a couple of rehabs, right? But it's mostly been new construction. We almost do 100% new, yeah. new construction. Yeah. Very, very, very seldom. And you do a lot of new builds, like uh, for, for single family, multifamily, right? That's what we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but it's custom from what I've seen. You're like a custom home builder more, right? Not like your no, cookie cutter. No, we'll do, we'll do spec houses as well as customs. Huh. We, we, we do well, 100 houses a year. So okay, we hit both, both avenues. So tell us a little bit about how you got into construction. Because I think that has, plays a part in your story. So go ahead. Kind of married into it. My wife's father was a home builder. And I was in the distribution business and the home building was just always in the background. And, and when I sold the distribution business, my son wanted to get the home building business. And we started up building houses. When we got married, uh, my father-in-law kept saying rental properties is the <laughs> way to go. And I tried it. We bought six because being in the home building business, we found them right for the money. We leased them very fast at that time. This would have been early 2000s. And then collecting, I wasn't very good at it. Literally, I went to one that was behind <laughs> a few months in rent. And I go there and he opens the door and there's a big screen TV and uh, his son's sitting there eating it. And he says he's gotta, he can't pay because he's got to have money to buy food for the family. And before I left, I wound up giving him $100 and <laughs> walking off the front porch saying, I'm in the wrong business, and uh, so I wasn't very good at collecting. So that's kind of how what started us in the rental yeah. in the whole building business. So how long were you building before we started working together? Fifteen years ago, have you always built in Oklahoma City? Yeah, in suburbs, Oklahoma City. Okay. We uh, we started building in 2000, yeah. and. We had a big tornado that went through in 99 and there were a lot of lots available. So that's where we got started and 
house business was good. We sold a lot of houses and uh, we, the rentals, we didn't get into the rentals to about 2004, got out of the rentals in 2004 and Rod Phillips brother James called us and uh, they were interested in buying some of the houses that we had built because we were in new construction. I'd probably had 10 or more people from out of state call and just really wasn't interested because I didn't know about it. Mm. Didn't know about y'all guys. And uh, James came by and we liked him. Mm. And so I gave him a few houses and he, he moved them. It was good for us. And I, I assume it was good for RP. And uh, we went along for about three years doing it that way. And then the bust happened in 2007 and the rent selling for rentals kind of dried up. Yeah. So tell us what the market was like here in that last turn in 2008. What did it do to your portfolio? Was there any difference? Oh, yeah, it slowed down everything. We were blessed enough to have resources to, we, here it was probably 2007, 2009, then it slowed down. And interest rates started to move up. And, and for whatever reasons, there's a number of reasons that it slowed down, weathered it. And long about the latter part of 2009, things started picking up and we still, we'd, we wanted to be in the rentals and we would add a few each year. We've got quite a few of them now. And then long about 2013, late 13, early 14, Ron called and uh, uh, he was looking for some properties and he knew we had good properties and because we had a good relationship before and We've been doing it since. Well, I think we've been a great match in a lot of ways, Rocky, but I think a lot of it has been your perspective on rental property is really matched with ours. So one thing that's great about your product and after seeing it today, which was super cool, the quality of construction from what I've seen and what you've told me is that it matches what you build on the retail side. Like you're not, a lot of people will think, well, let's dumb down the finishes on a rental property versus the high-end finishes of a custom home. No, and a lot of times, if we even start a rental a house earmarked to be a rental, there's a probably better than 50% chance that it sells mm. before we can put it in the rental market. And if somebody comes and says, hey, I want to buy this house, we say, okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, so there are times when we would every year we plan to add about 10 rentals to our portfolio. And by the time it's said and done, that could either be zero to two or three or four, <laughs> uh, depending on how the market is. Yeah. I feel like we, we play a role in that a little bit. Cause I'll call you Rocky and say, Hey, do you have any properties? Our clients are looking for Oklahoma city properties and that you, you're usually really kind to give us give us something I, I, we do on some occasion <laughs> right now we don't have anything to give and uh, sometimes i'll have seller's remorse when i do it okay. you guys tend to be pretty good at what you do and i i gave you guys what it was last gosh it was was it at the end of last year or yeah, the first of this was, year I, it was last year yeah i gave Gave them eight just to see what our values, if the values I had for the houses were were still good. And they sold seven of the eight the first week <laughs> or 10 days I gave them to. And then I started having seller's remorse uh, from doing it. So I, I think it helped her buy RP's customers. <laughs> and uh, it 
we made money, so it was fine. But we keep trying to add to our portfolio, and uh, sometimes business just doesn't allow us to. It's it's too good. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good thing about your market. So Rocky is exclusively building in Oklahoma City, greater area. I guess you're not none of your properties that I've ever seen are in Oklahoma City, but well, the surrounding suburbs. Yeah, yeah, surrounding suburbs. So you have some really good, you know, options in your surrounding areas. So one thing that I've seen, and I'd love your perspective on this, and maybe it's more of a management property property management question, but you're having those higher end finishes and the not dumbing it down and having low quality construction. Do you think that plays a part in longevity of your tenants at all? I don't know. I know the answer to that question to tell you, to tell you the truth. I, uh, we've had, we've been blessed that we have, have had good luck, but price is probably like 95 cents to a dollar a square foot in rent rate. And uh, we tend to get a clientele with a higher rent rate. that's more stable and will be in that property at a longer time. I've, I've walked away from deals on lower end houses, lower end rent rates in rougher neighborhoods. Uh, it's, that's just not where I'm at. It's not where we care to go. Yeah. I think that's why we've worked so well together um, over the years is that we really feel the same way about rental property. What makes a good rental we've seen compared to other markets, especially, but with your high end construction, that your tenants, you get way more two-year leases than I see in other markets. So I would suspect it's because those people are buying a property that's more like a home they would want to buy and move into. You attract higher-end tenants, I feel like, from what I've seen. And I own one of your houses. In mm-hmm. fact, I'm going to drive by it uh, after later to this, after, this evening, probably, which I'm really excited about. I've never seen it. But I feel like you also have tenants that take care of the property like it's their own they seem to be a little more invested. I agree with that. But through the property management company that we have, and we're in twice a year. I want to know what, how are the, my properties, because I have a number of them. I want to know how they're treated, how they, how they're up, how they're kept. And we pretty much go in, take pictures and we know what's going on and, and kind of have a, uh, relationship with the renters and, as well as the, as the owners, but uh, that's just kind of our philosophy. Yeah. I've, I've seen that in how your property management company operates too. So tell us that story. How did you get into owning a management company? You mentioned, you know, the hundred dollar bill and I totally agree. I think that's a, a life lesson in a lot of ways that you take your weaknesses and your strengths and you play on those a little bit. <laughs> and if it's a weakness of yours to not be able to collect rent, but you want to be a landlord, then you got to have a third party to step in, right? So tell us a little bit about how that happened. It's funny how the Lord works. <laughs> I, I am awful at collecting. I didn't want to. I was out of it. And a friend of mine's health became bad and he had, he had a property management company and he wanted me to keep his employees. This was, oh my gosh, years ago. I don't know, seven, eight, nine years ago. So I bought the property management company and I'm just shaking my hand. Can't believe I did it. It turned out to be a really good thing. And I though, however, uh, I'm kind of like investors as well. I don't really want to know all the details. I, I want it handled right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the day-to-day work, 
I actually have my daughter-in-law, who is same as one of my daughters, actually is the property management company, and she is fantastic at what she does. And and uh, I look at some reports, but it's all done through them, and, and they do it the right way. So I would love your perspective on this a little bit, Rocky. And you, we, I can talk to Mandy a little bit, but what do you think has made your property management company t- so successful? Because it's a hard business. It's not an easy business, and you're not involved in the day-to-day, but maybe in the beginning you were a little more involved. What do you think makes it to be, it makes it to be a successful thing where it's not a thorn in your side? <laughs> I believe Hallmark treats people right. We've got a couple really good leasing agents. We've got a maintenance staff that every Tuesday are at a maintenance meeting or where they're going and what they're doing for the week, well as a leasing meeting. We, you know, I was worried about this COVID and, and collections and how we're going to help people or how deep are our pockets and they're paying. And so knock on wood, everything seems to be going great. Yeah. We, we talked about that earlier today, Rocky, where I said, that's what we're seeing across all of our markets, that everyone's paying rent with very few exceptions, right? Everyone's probably an overstatement, but by and large, right? Almost everyone's paying rent. So one thing that's different, I feel like about um, working with your property management company versus others, I do feel like you guys have the core values at the center of your management company. So when you say we treat people right, I do see that in that you, you view tenants as people, which, and not just a tenant which kind of sounds crazy, Rocky, but I've worked with a lot of property managers and I do feel like it has that different perspective. Would you agree or am I just reading that wrong? (laughs) I'm not going to be one that is going to be a bad guy to a renter if they have hard times, but we have expectations that they follow up with the upkeep and what they're supposed to do. And if they have some problems, we want want them to tell us the truth and we'll work with them. And it seems to be as rule for success. We, we're happy. I love that. I think that perspective is helpful for people to see from your side of things as someone who's building investment properties and who owns the management company. And although you're not involved in the day-to-day, I know you get the general scope because I don't know how many times I can ask you about what's going on in a development that you've sold and you know the numbers <laughs> or you're real close. So even if you're not into the day-to-day, I know you know it, um, what's going on in the general, you know, general feel. So lastly, a couple things I want to talk about specifically to a builder working with like owner-occupied homes versus a builder working building investment properties. Can you talk to that about the difference, maybe the positives and negatives, not necessarily just RP Capital, although I know a lot of your experiences with us, but why would a builder want to work with investors? And maybe move, they don't. <laughs> well, move inventory. There's times I've sold stuff. I've let you guys sell stuff that I wish I hadn't. <laughs> there was times when I wish I'd sold, sold some more. You don't know. It's just a weighing thing. But I've been very comfortable with what Ron, Heather, and their group has done. They're honorable. They're going to do what they say they're going to do. And uh, like I said, I've turned down many, and, and I still get them. But I don't, if I have anything, I let, let RP have them. And uh, so it's a good partnership. 
Yeah, I think I think the matching core values for us helps a lot. One thing I've that I have told clients in the past, and part of me wants to know if I'm right, Rocky, is that builders working with investors, investors typically care about durability, rentability, right? Like your location and not so much the finishes. Granted, you guys do that so well that maybe there's no difference, <laughs> but that you don't have to deal with change orders or I want the shutters to be this color or whatever with an investor. It's pretty cut and dry. It's, is it going to rent and are my tenants going to destroy the house? Is that a fair statement? Yeah. And where the stat, where the household up and my, in the lower end houses, it tends to be a little bit rougher clientele. So we try to take the half a step up. Our belief is it keeps the properties in better shape. And with us in twice a month, I mean, twice a year, we know if, if somebody doesn't have a dog and there's three dog bowls there, yeah, there's probably a problem. We, we, we will address it before it gets to be a bigger problem. And then one other thought I've usually, the perspective I guess I've thought of is selling to investors, the business, and you kind of alluded to this maybe, the business doesn't dry up, right? In a down economy, maybe you'll have buying slow down, but typically as long as the loans are available, investors are still, are always buying, right? So does that make a difference at all or not really? You might know that better than I do. This is kind of everybody's looking at it as slow economic right now. And at the end of the day, we're still selling houses and we're renting houses. Our vacancy is next to zero. I think we've got two or three or four of them and they're like three days old. So don't take it that that's the way it's always is, but it's consistently been high in Oklahoma. And it doesn't have big peaks or valleys. And uh, right now the business is really good. And I, I guess from your standpoint with interest rates so low, people are interested now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't speak to that. I know yeah. as a builder, it's attractive to me when I'm keeping them. Yeah. We've worked with a couple of builders over the years that will say they just want to keep us in their back pocket <laughs> so that if there is a situation where they can't move inventory, they have another outlet rather than just listing stuff on the MLS. So I think that also makes a difference as well. And then I guess lastly, this is where this is called the Get Real Podcast, Rocky. So we like to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So working with RP Capital, you being the seller, You've been, you mentioned a couple things, but what has that been like for you working with us? Well, I don't know if you call bad moving the product faster than I really want you to move it. I, I don't have any, you guys are up front. If, if y'all need to meet me halfway, or I need to meet you halfway. We've always done it. If it's, uh, uh, I don't know that we've ever had a product we gave y'all that y'all didn't move. So uh, I, I don't have any negatives to say. Ron, if I could think one, I'd tell it, but I can't <laughs> think it. Well, I, w I really was trying to get one out of you, Rocky. I wasn't trying to fish for that, but I think it's good to have that perspective on working with a seller. And I told Ron, I said, hey, I'm going to be seeing Rocky, which I was super excited. I've worked with Rocky for 13 plus years. He's worked with Ron for longer than that. And I've never met him, but 
I feel like I said outside to him and his wife, I said, I feel like you're my work family, right? Like people that I work with on a day-to-day basis, or sometimes we work every, together every few months, but, mm-hmm. but people that I respect and Rocky has, is true to his word. He builds a solid product. He cares about people more than his bottom line. That is one thing I respect and always will respect about you, Rocky, because that's what makes business more fun is the people. I feel like in what I do on the client side, I love the people. And so I think, I think that's, it makes it more enjoyable. So we appreciate working with you. So thank you. (laughs) So that I wanted to give you guys a little perspective, a little unconventional uh, without Ron here, but it was, I couldn't pass it up where I was going to be in Rocky's hometown. And he's kind enough to house my family for the afternoon. They're all outside and uh, Rocky's built this really cool family environment here with his kids and grandkids. And so my kids are in heaven (laughs) playing at his house. So always welcoming. So as a reminder, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them in the comments. You're welcome to email us at invest at rpcinvest.com. And we're happy to get back to you on those questions or ideas for other future episodes. Please like us, share about us, and please leave us a written review in the podcast app. That would be awesome. So that's all for today, Rocky. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Have a good day. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.